August 11th. And now, as we look into the New Testament, our reading today will come from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1 through 24, where we'll read that marriage is a gift and not everybody has the same gift. Some people have more self-control than others. People remain unmarried for different reasons, and each one must know the will of God. We'll learn that marriage is, in fact, a ministry. He addressed people who had been converted after marriage and who wondered if they should remain with their unsaved spouses. Yes, said Paul, because you might win them to Christ. But even Christian spouses can have a wonderful ministry to each other as they grow in the Lord and love each other. And we'll learn that marriage is a calling. When you become a Christian, that does not annul what you were before you trusted Christ. Jews are still Jews. Slaves are still slaves. And married people are still married. But now, with the Lord's help, you can fulfill that calling in a greater way. Now let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. August 11th, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1 through 24. Now about the questions you Corinthians asked in your letter. Yes, it is good to live a celibate life. But because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife, and each woman should have her own husband. The husband should not deprive his wife of sexual intimacy, which is her right as a married woman, nor should the wife deprive her husband. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband, and the husband also gives authority over his body to his wife. So do not deprive each other of sexual relations. The only exception to this rule would be the agreement of both husband and wife to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so they can give themselves more completely to prayer. Afterward, they should come together again, so that Satan won't be able to tempt them because of their lack of self-control. This is only my suggestion. It's not meant to be an absolute rule. I wish everyone could get along without marrying, just as I do. But we are not all the same. God gives some the gift of marriage, and to others He gives the gift of singleness. Now I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it's better to stay unmarried just as I am. But if they can't control themselves, they should go ahead and marry. It's better to marry than to burn with lust. Now for those who are married, I have a command that comes not from me, but from the Lord. A wife must not leave her husband. But if she does leave him, let her remain single or else go back to him. And the husband must not leave his wife. Now I will speak to the rest of you, though I do not have a direct command from the Lord. If a Christian man has a wife who is an unbeliever, and she is willing to continue living with him, he must not leave her. And if a Christian woman has a husband who is an unbeliever, and he is willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him. For the Christian wife brings holiness to her marriage, and the Christian husband brings holiness to his marriage. Otherwise, your children would not have a godly influence, but now they are set apart for him. But if the husband or wife who isn't a Christian insists on leaving, let them go. 
In such cases, the Christian husband or wife is not required to stay with them, for God wants His children to live in peace. You wives must remember that your husbands might be converted because of you, and you husbands must remember that your wives might be converted because of you. You must accept whatever situation the Lord has put you in, and continue on as you were when God first called you. This is my rule for all the churches. For instance, a man who was circumcised before he became a believer should not try to reverse it, and the man who was uncircumcised when he became a believer should not be circumcised now. For it makes no difference whether or not a man has been circumcised. The important thing is to keep God's commandments. You should continue on as you were when God called you. Are you a slave? Don't let that worry you. But if you get a chance to be free, take it. And remember, if you were a slave when the Lord called you, the Lord has now set you free from the awful power of sin. And if you were free when the Lord called you, you are now a slave of Christ. God purchased you at a high price. Don't be enslaved by the world. So, dear brothers and sisters, whatever situation you were in when you became a believer, stay there in your new relationship with God. But God demonstrates His own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through Him. The word justified means that you and I stand before God acceptable, spotless, pure, and without sin. That God looks at us and says, there is no sin in that man. There is no sin in that woman. That He looks at us and we are now just in His sight. So all the blasphemy that we've done by choosing stuff over God, all the blasphemy that we've lived in by saying my way is better than God's, all the blatant sin of saying creation is better than God is removed and God sees us as just. Much more than having now been justified by His blood. This is great news. Nothing about your effort in that text at all. Nothing about your might, your religious stamina, your morality, your cleaning yourself up. You have been justified by an act of God. Bottom line, you have not earned right standing in front of God by your effort or your cleaning up of your life. We have been made pure, standing blameless in front of God. Not because of any kind of religious or moral pursuit, but because Christ died. And in His death, He absorbed all of God's wrath for you and I. And that's why the Bible says that for the children of God, we are not appointed to suffer wrath. Because the wrath bestowed upon you and I was absorbed by Christ's death.
Psalm 31, verses 19 through 24. Your goodness is so great. You have stored up great blessings for those who honor you. You have done so much for those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. You hide them in the shelter of your presence, safe from those who conspire against them. You shelter them in your presence, far from accusing tongues. Praise the Lord, for He has shown me His unfailing love. He kept me safe when my city was under attack. In sudden fear I had cried out, I have been cut off from the Lord. But you heard my cry for mercy and answered my call for help. Love the Lord, all you faithful ones. For the Lord protects those who are loyal to Him, but He harshly punishes all who are arrogant. So be strong and take courage, all you who put your hope in the Lord. Proverbs 21, verse 4. Haughty eyes, a proud heart, and evil actions are all sin.